Skee-Ball Plutonic Soulmates and Coots Life. You know that's right. It's episode 15, season 4 of this podcast and of Psych, and it starts right about now. I've heard it both ways. 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 Doc's back, baby! Welcome back to I've Heard It Both Ways. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. Riding shotgun in the blue bear with me, as always, is my partner in crime. Two billies, one ball. How you doing? Yeah, took my ball and went home. Uh, <laughs> for those of you out there, fondle your balls, play with your balls so you don't get cancer. Uh, luckily, I didn't have it. Knock on wood. Just a little uh, little extra bump on the uh, one of the lumps down there. But, uh, just don't ride bikes. Go. Don't, yeah, ride just bikes. don't ride bikes. So my pellets yeah. on and we're done. <laughs> Stairmaster, it is. Thigh master. Oh, you that's know? you know Suzanne Summers, right? Yeah, you really you know you get some strong adductors there, Billy. You, mm-hmm. you could take your whole uh, thing to the next level. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. That's a different podcast for a different day. <laughs> we're here talking psych. The vast difference four. podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. That's next week, man. <laughs> Oh, we're talking Psych Season 4, Episode 15, The Head, The Tail, The Whole Damn Episode. Billy, before we jump into it, I know it's been a few weeks. Remind the people of our processor. Yeah, we missed it one time recently. Yeah, it starts with a holla, ends with the cream skull, and there's a little time in between a little Thundercats. Oh! So, what'd you think? I mean, this is one of my all-time favorites, and... You know, as we talk about it, I now wait to do my ranking, like, uh, points-wise to the end. Um, The more we talked about the previous episode, um, Think Tank, the more I realized it's neck and neck with this one and maybe a little bit better in my mind than I thought it was definitively not. Um, But this episode was as good as I ever remembered. I just think that Think Tank was better than I remembered. Yeah, what would I give Think Tank? I'm scrolling down here. Um, so I had this one, I think I ranked this, so we're a little bit different. We're opposite here because I had this ranked just a tick above Think Tank. So for me, like Think Tank is more memorable because I've watched it more. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, you know, um, you know, you, the, the guest character, the guest, uh, actors stand out a little bit more. Um, there's certain elements that I just remember a lot more vividly, but when rewatching this episode, um, I found that the dynamic between Sean and Lassie was just so fucking good. And this may be one of Sean's like better episodes. Like that's saying something. And when I think of like Sean at his shawniest, I is think it? of this one. I think of uh, season six, episode one with Darth Vader, mm-hmm. that beginning scene with him. You know, like there's just when when Sean is sort of again at his shawniest, there's there's perfect amount of goof, just a smidge of straight man in there um, and just a complete wild card. And he touched on all of that uh, this episode. And so I, I ranked it. I might when we do our rankings in a couple of weeks, I still might have, even though I, I'm giving this one a couple more, you know, Points. ticks. I still might rank Think Tank um a little bit higher just because it's one that I always watch. But yeah, this the, the jury's I out how good how good this episode was. Yeah, the jury's gonna be out on me until we get to that point. 
Yeah. Because I want to discuss it and see where I land on things. And, you know, the one thing I will say about this is I think I might add a new feature to like the top of the show. And Ooh. we got a new psychism at the bottom. So running gags. I saw I saw the psychism, uh, which made me delete one of the quotes we had saved, which was yeah. great. Great call by you. And um, but yeah, it was just I forgot how funny it was. And th- th- I do have one little knock on this episode, of we'll, course you do. which we get to. <laughs> well, it was it was the motive. Know, it was yeah, the yeah. motive. Um, but overall, it was just tremendous all around. So let's uh, tell the people uh, who our special guest star was. This it episode. is Dr. Kimmel, Dr. Kimberly Phoenix or Jerry Ryan. She is from Star Trek Voyager, where I think you'd probably know her the best. Yep. Um, Pritchard. I don't even know what that is. Picard. Picard. Oh, there you go. That makes sense. <laughs> not, uh, not, that, not Peyton that, is, that is the dyslexia of uh, <laughs> me kicking into the fullest extent. And then Dracula. Not then loving it, just Dracula. Just Dracula. Yeah. So uh, she's a Stone Cold Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, and But she's barely in. I didn't actually think she was all that great in this episode. She's fine. I mean, yeah, her acting is it is what it is. She's flirting with Henry. Yeah. yeah which which I think rings out the best in Henry. Mm-hmm. Like this is some of the the best Corbin Burnson we get, you know, is this his interaction with her. Uh, in this episode, by the way, there's a baseball player named Corbin Burns. Yes, there is. Yeah. 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 There we go. Um, so case <laughs> synopsis. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting because, you know, he was in major league is, you know, Roger right, baseball. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it, it, it's parallels there, baby. Uh, <laughs> when a man's body washes up on the beach, it seems a simple it seems to be a simple shark attack. But Sean and Lasser suspect foul play. Finally, Billy. We get a fucking accurate synopsis. Yeah, it's been like three weeks since yeah, we've had a, a good one here. And yeah. what I um I think I might do going forward is dig a little bit into who wrote this episode and kind of pick out some key things that I noticed now watching this for the umpteenth time. Um, you know, Steve Franks was one of the writers on this, and this was probably one of the seasons out of the first four. He had written less and less. Obviously, when the show becomes bigger, you're bringing more people. You know, you're focusing on other things. You know, he's not as directing as many either. Um, but I thought they did a couple of things in this episode that were kind of smack to me of Steve Franks, like retconning a couple of the cases that they didn't like, like the uh, yeah. the uh, the football players one. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't remember. Screw that case. So like, I don't yeah, remember right. what that case was. <laughs> like, and we and we had the same complaint about it. Like, it didn't yeah. make any sense. Like, that yeah. that wasn't why they did it. it wasn't for the bonuses. Um, right. And then. Um, you know, the pretending to be a psychic to Henry, because I think that might have gotten by it before. Like they might have had him be a psychic in front of Henry. I'll have to go back and, you know, during one of my many rewatches and see <laughs> if he does a psychic just to Henry and he doesn't call him out on it. Because that stuck out to me in this episode when he's like, you're going to pretend to be a psychic to me. That's a couple of times. Uh, Sean, I, I think it was in season two, um, the, the poker episode. And, and it's 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 Henry. And it's his old, you know, partner or his old friend or whatever. And Sean goes to do the psychic thing, and then like Henry just sort of shoots him a look, or it's either that or you know he tells him don't do any of that dumb tomfoolery shit or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. So like, there's been like some references before, but like this is the first time, at least I recall, Sean just sort of I chalk it up to Sean sort of forgetting sort of where he is, and yeah. he's just always in, you know. But I liked it. I it liked- was great. 
Yeah. And, and I then, loved his reaction. He's like, yeah. are, you fucking, are, you, are you fucking me right now? Yeah. <laughs> Sharp's storage. And then um, the other thing that I really liked, and I think this is like Frank's being like, let's play a little bit more into our characters and how we don't reference things anymore. Like the fact when uh, Gus wheels in his uh, sample case and yeah. Sean goes, huh, I haven't seen that thing in two years. Yeah. And you haven't. But right. Gus has another full-time job. And yeah. we pretty much haven't seen it since the case they did for the guy, the ghost case. Right, right. So and I love those little call-outs within their own universe. Yeah, and, and as the show progresses, uh, they lean more. Oh, hold on. Oh, we have to keep the show. Oh. oh, it's okay, kiddo. Oh, no. Give me a big fucking kiss. Oh. Let me see. Where'd you hurt yourself? You slipped on your foot? Oh, okay. Yeah. Get an injured swaggins. <laughs> and she tapped the mic off. Did you just play me, kiddo? <laughs> uh, for those of you not watching, uh, Swaggins is uh, is pranking pranking her dad. Just played me, kid. Just played me. <laughs> I'll it. tell you what, real real quick. You know, so so Swaggins is five now, and uh, she was um, taking a shower earlier. She brought her tablet into the shower, not into the shower, but into the bathroom with her mm -hmm. and was uh, listening to music she downloaded on it. And it was that song, A, B, C, D, Forget You or, you know, whatever it is. The, sure. the cleaned version of, you mm -hmm. know, kids. But like, when did she become fucking 15 years old? Oh, dude. Jesus Christ. But uh, but but anyways, what I was about to say was as the series goes on, I'm, I'm sharp as a tack tonight, William. Is that they 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 lean more and more into Gus's side job, right? We yeah. see him wheeling the case around a hell of a lot more in the seasons to come. We see him being reluctant to go on cases uh, because of said work. So I liked that, like they sort of meandered away from it. I think they realized, no, we we kind of have to get back into this because that's a big part of Gus's dynamic. And the one thing I, I, I'll say about season four that I didn't realize it's not a lot of Gus. It's been Gus like no. this season. Yeah. And one of my favorite episodes of all time is a season eight episode. I believe cog blocked where it's all about Gus's job yeah. and finding out, you know, um, you know, all of the uh, similarities between him and the kid, the guy who looked just like him named yeah. Russ that got killed. And then the episode uh, Office Space where, you know, he, you know, quits and like they think they killed his boss. So like his job does play an important role. You're right. As the later we go. Yeah. And, and it's important for Gus because it gives it. Just it rounds gives a little, shape. Yeah. And it gives a little something more to their dynamic, you know, where Gus you know, is not just second fiddle to Sean. He is his own guy. He is his own character. I mean, they, they're the most codependent characters you could probably ever meet, but like they still need some individuality to them. Mm -hmm. And this is, they've gotten away from that and they, they've, they've just kind of gotten away from Gus in general. So I like that they start to pull that back in a little bit more. Indeed. Let's get to the, uh, I mean, we've, we've, uh, we've rambled on a little yeah. bit here, but uh, hey, it's all been good, good stuff. Though. I, I'm saving a nugget for uh, when, when we need some rambling. Do I have a, I, like I stumbled onto like the IMDb like stuff on Amazon where you can like read fun facts. I got a ton of fun facts for us coming Love up that. throughout the shows. But the cold open, I mean, doesn't get any better than Jaws four. No, <laughs> Jaws four had to be. <laughs> it's very hard to comfort you after the worst sequel ever made. Uh, so this cold open was so great. So it's it's Sean and 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 I I actually referenced. 
uh, I referenced a line here from Henry multiple times this past week. For those who don't know, I am back from Cape vacation. <laughs> and uh, so I refuse to go in any body of water where I am not, you know, on top of the food chain. So when it comes to Cape, you will not see. I mean, I did go in, but it was, you know, against my will. But like, it's the Cape, right? There's fucking sharks everywhere. Ah, so like, oh, no fucking way, man. I want, I want clear water. I want a fucking infinity pool. That's mm. about four feet deep so I could stand on my feet and just barely see over the top, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but anyway, so it's, it's, it's young Sean. He doesn't want to get into, he doesn't want to go into the ocean because he's afraid of sharks and he quotes Jaws four and fucking Henry rips him a new one about it. And then you just sort of, you know, you get Henry doing classic Henry things, you know, debunking everything, you know, Sean's talking about and that the line I use a lot is Sean goes, well, statistics say that most shark don't most shark attacks happen in three feet of water well, yeah that's goes, a huge stat that's where uh, the people are yeah and i said i, I must have said that half a dozen times we've gotten eye rolls every single time i said it but i'm a firm fucking believer in it man i i look like a baby fucking seal right so i'm the first one the fucking shacks are going after so i just i love this cold open because there's a lot of it was a really good back and good forth comedy between sean, between sean and henry here and it like very subtly sets up, you know, the premise of the episode where there's a shark attack and it seems very obvious that it was a shark attack. Mm -hmm. But Lassie. Oh, my God. Lassie just, you know, he, you know, him just sort of swinging for the fence is saying, here comes Sean and Gus. He's going to come here. He's going to make an outlandish prediction and he's going to solve the case. And, and I'm going to look days later. Him. He's going to be right. And yeah. this time I am going to out Spencer Spencer. And this is the one of the best premises you could have for this show, period. Because these two characters really they're they're yin and yang to each other, right? They're mm -hmm. they're polar opposites. And for for Lassie to try and cross over, you grasping for straws, trying to not look like a dipshit, but ends up becoming a dip, you know, looking like a dipshit. I just thought dipstick. Was pure, oh, dipstick, pure brilliance. It's a great, again, they figure out a way to put a twist on their normal formula. Yeah. And this one was one of the stronger ones. And I think it's why, you know, we always say it like when they kind of put the mixed pairs, like you love the, um, is it the Romeo and Juliet one where they get yep. paired up? Yep. Uh, and like mixed match pairs. Like this is the kind of stuff that makes a great episode because it's not your typical episode and they don't typically you know go to like rote like just the same thing over and over again but this is an especially flipped formula works so well with lassie trying to be sean and then they even put sean doing real police work so it's a yeah. great dynamic yeah. back and forth yeah it's not the romeo and Juliet. it's the one with the dry drowning oh uh, yes the dry drowner and, and the uh uh, the double downs are just giving them away, just giving them away, <laughs> just giving them away. One, one quick line here that I loved was that Henry just sort of is looking off in the distance and he goes, you know, you never see it coming. That's why it's called the silent killer. And then Sean just goes, I thought that was hypertension. Great line. Like, that just fucking kills me. So getting into the story here, as we, as we just sort of touched upon, right. The body washes ashore last. He wants to quickly solve it before, you know, he's, you know, Sean and Gus have a chance to do their thing. And so you know they're there sean and gus come strolling down so lassie's just kind of like it's like oh shit i've committed to this mm -hmm. i've got to do it and you, the funny thing is is like lassie's actually following his gut here even though he's trying to out spencer spencer 
he does see something. His he sees the knife eye, Yeah, he sees a wound that looks different than all the other ones. And so, like, he just, he does it, but he doesn't, you know, he, Lassie just doesn't have the panache to pull something like that off. And so he fumbles and he bumbles and he gets the reporters. They're all laughing at him. Oh, my and God. It, and it just becomes, you know, a goddamn. How do you spell Lassiter? Yeah. You telling me you don't know how to spell Lasser? No, I do. I just want to make sure you did. Do you right. think they'd have a fair trial, or would they have to pick their jury from the aquarium? And my favorite <laughs> moment is when they ask the question, laugh, and then they do the reporter thing where they seriously throw the mic for the real answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a great visual gag. It was just a great moment. It was. It's. It's a great scene. This is where we get the the uh, the birth of Detective uh, Dipstick, oh, and. <laughs> Officer Whoops. Lassie in, in one fell swoop manages to do both Sean Spencer imitation and David Caruso, mm-hmm. which I absolutely love. You know, the glasses and the quick look, and he makes a statement, and then it just it fails so bad. It was it was so good. Yeah, and he loves to do that because in the uh no uh trout about it episode or whatever it is, he comes onto the scene and pretends to be Caruso. It's like talk about fifty shades of gray matter so like yeah. <laughs> you know he wants to be that guy and they write it up for it like that so this is a great scene to kind of set the scene for the rest of the episode and i believe the next thing we get is the cut yes. to the police station where we get the mr dipstick detective <laughs> detective dipstick yeah and and again we get another you know common gag here which they start started to allude to in the previous scene with, with gus right uh just like being so squeamish around dead bodies or dead things and uh you know he's just trying to call me guts you saying gus that's what we all call you yeah no no no, guts that's too close to gus old (laughs) iron stomach you mean michael ironsides (laughs) so and so he's in they're in the morgue uh and and you get he's doing the you know and he's trying to (laughs) but wait before that my favorite setup for the whole thing is like oh we gotta go see the corner and sean just goes huh I love that guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. this is, we got introduced to Woody, I think, just once before. Twice. Or, maybe. Maybe twice, right? I can't, yeah, it was right, right, Detective right, right, right. Miles, and then was probably one odd, uh, uh, one other thing. Yeah, but this is this is a little bit more in-depth Woody that we've had since mm-hmm. our first encounter with him. And, you know, any 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 scene you have with Woody Strode is, is going to be, you know, uh, a, a classic scene. And so, you know, Sean is, is urging Lassie, just, just go with your gut. Don't back off it. Right. Like as Lassie started, eh, I think it probably is a shark attack. And then, you know, I think it's Sean. He goes, but couldn't that wound there be similar to, uh, you know, a knife wound. And then, you know, Woody starts to study it and he goes, well, you know, you might have something there. Yeah, yeah, and it was actually Lassie. While well, Sean goes, Lassie, didn't you say like one of those stab wounds? Like one of those, yeah, 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 stab wound? yeah. So, you know, I'm not saying for sure, but you know, I wouldn't say for certain. As my according to my oath, I could not in good conscience uh, say that that is indeed a shark bite. And then he does the whole thing of if it was a knife wound, the knife would have to have many characteristics of a shark's tooth yep. and then he fucking draws <laughs> on the body what the knife would look like and it's such a great visual gag and then the way he pulls back and goes what am i doing this is half a man <laughs> like his, delivery. his finger and try yeah and try it. <laughs> like when they leave he licks his finger after touching corpses 
and then tries to like rub it off the dead body. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I could give, I could, I didn't give it to him, but I could give fucking character of the show to Woody every goddamn episode he's on because he's, oh, yeah. he, he just fucking nails it. Um, and so this is, can't, can't beat him. He's fantastic. Uh, he's sort of like Sykes Murray, you know. We honestly uh, should try to get him. We could probably get him on the. Show. Oh, we could definitely, we could definitely get. Uh, what's what I mean? What's he doing? Right? Yeah. Oh. I, I feel like we could, we could get Kurt Fuller. Um, but this is where the episode, and this is where I think Psych a lot of times thrives is when they're, when they're, spoof isn't the right word, but when they're paying homage to certain properties, mm-hmm. and so. We get a lot of Jaws, as you yep. would expect, homages, uh, you know, in this episode. So they're at the pier. Uh, there's a ten. Uh, just quickly, I have to do this. When, you know, uh, do you want to know how I do it next? Like when Lassie leaves, when he's back on the cruise oh, yeah. train yeah. and he just walks out of the room and Sean goes, felt like a reluct- reluctant no, we should follow. Like his delivery yeah. of that line. I've been waiting my whole life, like a lot of these lines, <laughs> to be able to give that in person. Like, hmm. Felt like a re- reluctant no, we yeah. should follow. Like the also the uh I've never done threesies on my motorcycle. Who wants handlebars? Feels like Gus. Like yeah, right, like right. those lines that like nobody's even there for really to yeah. react to are just gold. Well, you've given up bikes, Billy. So I don't know if you'll be able to pull that one. No, off. yeah, no. Uh, you know, pegs in the back, handlebars in the front. That sounds like a sexual position. Yeah, no. Um, so <laughs> we're at the pier. There's a ten thousand dollar reward. Uh, of capturing the shark. So again, very Jaws-esque here. And again, this is another great scene because Lassie is fucking furious now because you've got all these, you, you have a crowd of people now trying to hunt the shark. He's trying to do an investigation that he's only sort of half committed to. And I love it where he's just, <laughs> he's just fucking walking down the pier. He goes, is that dynamite? Stop it right there, you backwoods hill people. There and are the way, evidence in that show. <laughs> the way he delivers that line. Like, Lassie has a way when he, like, there's sort of, like, three levels to sort of Lassie's anger. There's, mm-hmm. like, just a kind of, like, dickish, sarcastic. Mm-hmm. And then the next level is, like, that, ugh, like, wildly annoyed. Like, I'm just at my tipping point about to break. And then it's, like, when he gets, like, when he really snaps and like uppercase man, we've only seen that a couple of times once at Gus and that didn't, but like just that way he delivers that line, you can tell he's so fucking annoyed. And it's just <laughs> like, I think we've all felt that, you know? And I just, when he says, stop it right there, you backwoods hill people. I just thought it was brilliant. Oh, it's a great delivery. And he is like now worked himself not only into a lather at, in like this episode, but as the character, like, you're so invested in the way he is. Like no one can deliver that line except in this show, in that moment with this like character base, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they do such a great job of creating this universe where a line like that couldn't play anywhere else, you know? Yeah. And like I said, this is, this might be the best Henry episode we've had all season. I might be forgetting stuff early on, but he is when Henry's fishing, man, he's in his element. Right. And so Sean spots Henry uh and he goes what are you doing out here and he goes i'm i'm oh i'm uh i'm hunting marlin who's marlin marlin waynes quick get out there before someone makes another white chicks white chicks was hilarious sean and the way that he delivers that line gus delivers that line and white chicks is hilarious sean like it is a great delivery by gus and also 
we didn't cover the um them going to confront the killer there too, right? Well, well they yeah. actually talked to the guy before yeah. the salty so, fisherman. This is my problem with the episode. The the only flaw I can really see is he is a renter of boat equipment. He's like yeah. every line, every lure, every boat I have is out. If he was the killer, unless like he was like, oh, I'm going to make a ton of money and get it myself. And then he goes to turn on the boat. and He's like, ah, shit, it's dead. Yeah. Like you wouldn't give up all your boats if your boat isn't working. That's the only thing that I kind of didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 I liked about it, though, was you, you're getting introduced to what Early. you think is just a backwoods hill person. Mm-hmm. Right. Just another one of the you know, you have no idea. Any one of these people could be it. And. I mean, yeah, because they spent that extra couple minutes with them, like, okay, this is probably an important character, but it could have easily just been someone they talked to, then you never yeah. see him again, right? So in that aspect, I I liked what they did here. But I, I, I agree to your you know, to your point, I agree. And it also kind of gets to, you know, the one thing that I kind of had an issue with in this episode and that was just sort of with the overall plot we'll, we'll get to that you know in the reveal because i thought it was just a little mm. but um the, them going out everyone trying to catch the, the the fucking shark is great and lo and behold william who bags that son of a bitch henry of course yeah, damn right he does so again henry fishing he's in his glory he catches a shark he's Got that thing up, you know, it's it's strung up by the tail, you know, he's you know posing for all the pictures. And um I just I thought it was perfect, a perfect way to weave Henry in um uh, and to, to make him, I guess, sort of a central part of this episode. Oh yeah, like he becomes at this point, you know, one of the main characters where he usually is just a side piece. He now is thrown kind of directly into the mix as like almost there with Lassie and Jules and some of their main episodes. So it's a nice little thing. And then I love when they go to Henry's house Yes, and they're like, uh, you know, a guy's coming by to take a picture of with me. I have it on ice. And then they name up, name off what they're taking the picture for your Facebook page. Right. (laughs) Um, uh, bald guys quarterly. Yeah. 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 Like that fucking Kills me. Yeah. Kills me. Yeah. Because that's another thing is that when when Sean when Sean's annoyed, he knows how to take just the right digs, right? And makes those like he makes those kind of comments where they're, you know, like coots like. Yeah, they're it's just it I don't know, like he nails it every every single time. But I love I love <laughs> Henry's delivery too. Stop it. Like his right, like right, right, right. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah, like you can like we've said we said this right from the get-go when we first started doing this you can believe that these two were in in real life father and son and you wouldn't bat an eyelash no right? i mean i think everybody on this show had chemistry from almost moment one yeah and we and we see we see it here it's great and they're badgering the shit out of them, you know because they want to they want to get that you know they want they want to solve the case, right? There's evidence in the belly of that shark. They don't know what the evidence is. Or, well, I guess they're looking for, uh, you know, bits of hand or fingers or something, right? Yeah, so, fingerprints from the yeah. hand. And uh, <laughs> so, this is one of those moments we were talking about earlier where Sean sort of forgets where he is. He puts his hand to his temple, and Henry just goes, "Are you doing the fucking psychic thing to me right now?" To and, me? 
<laughs> it was just so great. And so Henry takes him, you know, to the place where the fish is on ice. And uh, lo and behold, oh, oh, before that, Lassie comes in, oh, wants right, right, in right. on it too. Yeah. And he goes, Henry, I'm appealing to you as a detective and a father. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Henry just goes, what the hell do you know about being a father? And then Sean goes, well, you heard Detective Dipstick. Let's do this. <laughs> like, that, like, that. and th- that's such a weird thing to throw in there. And, like, they referenced it, which made it even funnier. Like, it, like, there's no reason for him to say father. And then Henry's reaction to the, what do you know about being a father, is just such dumb comedy that I enjoy that... It's, you know, like it's like 30 rock level joke making in psych, which I like it, it. This show is underrated in the writing and comedy aspect, I think, 100%. all time. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. And that's and that's one of those things, too, that's been built into Lassie's character, because every now and then uh, as great of as a de- as a detective as he is and as smart as he is, um, he's still prone to just like being wildly awkward. Right. Yeah. Are we still on Greece? Yeah. We never left. We never left. <laughs> right. And so Henry, you know, takes him where the shark is, but you know, the shark isn't there. And I love this scene because we get Henry versus Lassie. Oh yeah. Let's fucking go. They're just having at it. Sean's trying to you know, grab their attention because, you know, he's recruited uh the super sniffer. Mm-hmm. Right. And and Gus has a you know He's on the trail, right? He's got he's got the scent, and they're they're just going at it. And Sean is just fucking yelling at him. It's very much like Sean takes a shot in the dark. Yeah, that dynamic. Yeah, and so I just I, this was a fun scene. I absolutely I thought that was just it was great visual comedy. Yeah. It was great because we've seen it and we'll continue to see it. Just again, it's sort of like Sean and Lassie, you know, have that respect for each other. Mm-hmm. But they also have that, you know, oil and water thing. It's the self-awareness, too, of this show to be like when Sean says, I can't believe I'm saying this, guys, but let's be reasonable. Yeah. You know, because, like, they know, uh, like, they know to put that in there because Sean would never say that. So he, like, they're such good writers, they know that they have to preference it with, like, I can't believe I'm going to have to say this, guys, but let's be reasonable. Because right before that, you know, Sean has the line of like, uh, Lassie, I, I just want you to know I'm not getting any satisfaction out of your beflusterment. Actually, yeah. I'm getting a, a great deal. Like, right, right, right. So they know that they have to like write that in for it to make sense. And that's why this show, for the most part, besides like one or two nits to pick per show, like very nitpicky, is flawlessly written. Yeah. And 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 what else I, and what what else I liked about this too is that it, it kind of showed that how similar Sean and his father really are. Oh my god. Because Henry and Lassie are going at it like Sean and Sean Lassie would go at it, right? And so it's just sort of like a glimpse into the future. So again, it was just a really fun scene. Uh, but we got we got Gus, we're getting him involved. He's good. We're, the, we're bringing back the super the super sniffer baby, and it leads them to a second marina. Um, and now they can all smell shark. shark. And this was again another great bit of physical comedy where the, the shark just kind of slides beep, off the ice, lands on Lassie, and then Lassie's reaction, you get this fucking thing off, right? You know, and he just, yeah. he just thanks for not helping get the big dead shark off me. Yeah, I, I that was just it was just great. Um, 
but they notice that the belly of the shark has been slid open. And uh, so, like, okay, all right, who's that? Who, who's after the shark? You know, is the killer there to get the evidence? And uh, do we have a bit of a cover up here? And this is where we get introduced to our uh, guest uh, character, Billy. Yeah, it's uh, Dr. Kimberly Phoenix, um, but not Dr. Kim because she's not a radio host. And <laughs> you establish, you know, it's a tiger shark. It's the wrong shark because it's only like a 10 or 11 footer and they're looking for like a 40 footer or whatever. So, you know, they're all thinking they have the right guy, but they don't. And we get introduced to Henry's flirting ability. And it's awkward. It's weird. But you know what? It works. And the best part about this, and I can't remember where I have this in the notes, but uh, oh, <laughs> I think I put it there, right? Yeah. So it, 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 he's using Gus, every play in your book. That's right. <laughs> what? And uh, it's not a book; it's a binder. That's right? like the delivery of that. It's, it's not a just, book; it's a binder. Right. It's 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 just so great because Gus the 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 wry smile. And look on Gus's face as he deli- you know, as he as he's telling Sean, he goes, "You and your father have the same game." Yep, mm-hmm. right? it's absolutely brilliant. And again, just plays into again showing you that like all this time because they're so oil and water with each other that Sean and Henry are almost the same person. Oh, 100%. Yeah, like just right. one's old and crotchety. But like, yeah, and Sean has to eat it because he knows. Yeah, yeah, he does. And, and, he, and you can see it on his face. He's just like, okay. and so we, we, uh, we they, you know, they get a call. A leg had just washed up on shore. Um, and Woody discovers back at the morgue that there's someone else's DNA embedded within the wounded leg. So now we're dealing with a potential uh, second victim here. So all of a sudden now, this episode's gone from sort of goofy, you know, Jaws-esque to now a little bit more complicated. We've added a few layers here, and I kind of I, I like where the episode's going at this point. Yeah, so we get thrown into now Jules and Lassie are completely a little bit off the set, right? You know, there's now a second victim. We should probably go away from murder and focus on the fact that we have a man-eating shark, right? But, you know, uh, Gus and Sean still want to be aboard the crazy train here. And we get some information about air, water, and wind temperature from Henry's little lady there. You know, they they go to the autopsy with her. They get more information from her. They get the pot of seals and all that kind of stuff. So we get a lot of, like, exposition dump in this point. And then, you know, we get that scene at the, um, like, the, is it at the marina where they do, like, the little, like. Yeah, uh, it's like a yacht club at the at the marina kind of thing, right? And so you've got Lassie up there. And and we're, we're, we've gotten this dynamic, I think, uh, the last episode of the episode before where, you know, Jules is trying to take lead and Lassie's sort of horning in. Well, Lassie's just trying to, you know, he's trying to address the crowd. The, the reward's been bumped up to 50K. Uh, and he's like, Lassie's locked in. He's trying to deliver his, his, you know, his his talking points. And Jules is you know, interrupting him. And, kind and, of talking to the sea trash here. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, I absolutely love this scene because, like, uh, uh, Lassie is a, a complete fucking dick here. Jules is trying to, like, save his bacon. He lays into her and then she's like, 
the victim's fucking car is in the parking lot. And he goes, oh, okay. Steps aside. Um, and so they go to the car um, and... Um, you get the whole Dante Bavon, Ocean's First Activist, yeah. got off the boat, yeah, yeah. staged crazy elaborate pranks. So they think it's just, you know, he got dragged out to sea, eaten by a shark, because one yeah. of his pranks was that, like, he tethered himself to, like, a ship coming in that was, like, whailing or whatever. Right, so, he's an activist, right? Yeah. And so he was trying to, like... He's railing against, yeah. You know, the, the fishing, the Santa Barbara fishing industries, you know, lack of laws or those breaking the laws. and But at that point, we don't really know that piece. We just think he's right. an activist in general. We don't know he's digging in deep. That's right. where Jules and Lassie go back to the office to kind of research that. And Jules kind of hops aboard the murder train again when Lassie's now back on yep. regular street, not crazy street. But in the meantime, Sean and Gus are like, we're not hopping off this. We're going to yeah. see if we can get ourselves a boat. And that's when we get to one of, I think, your favorite scenes where Sean scratches the chalkboard or the this, whiteboard. This is, <laughs> again, this is peak Sean at his shawniest. So now it's Sean's turn to address, you know, all the fishermen that are mm -hmm. about to go out there. And, you know, he's. He's, uh, you know, he, he he's trying to get their attention because no one knows who he is. No one gives a shit who he is. And there's this, this big, you know, whiteboard. And so, like, it's giving me chills now thinking about the, the nails on a chalkboard. Right. Mm -hmm. It just you can you just think about it. and You can feel it. And, ah, it sucks. So he's trying to do that on a whiteboard, but it's nothing. And he's, he does it a couple of times. And then he just he, he does it. And he, he goes, Aah! you know, he makes the noise himself. Which is so loud and obnoxious, but mm -hmm. it's classic quintessential like Sean. And then he just starts getting up there and he know just me. starts talking right. Y'all know just, who I am. <laughs> We're still unclear as to who you are. Yeah. He's because he's well, he's trying to do the this is paying homage to uh, the Quint speech from Jaws, yeah. right? Right before they go out. And so he just starts talking and talking. Check the papers, not the front, page six and further back. Yeah, <laughs> and it's complete and utter nonsense. But so, and eventually, after a certain point of time, everyone leaves except for one person, Tanner. right? This is the guy we were introduced to at the beginning. You know, he was the, the guy renting out all the fishing equipment. And so, what Sean sort of reveals here is that, like, I actually, you know, he actually had a plan and he figured mm -hmm. the only person that, you know, uh, would be interested or, you know, possible suspect were would be the last person hanging around, right? Because they always say, you know, they don't know this, but he's just trying to figure out who would be the most invested in helping them try to find this shark. And it's the, it is the old guy there. And this, again, we get a lot of really good, like, like memorable moments, you know, in this show. And so again, now, now he's playing the, the, the old fisherman is playing the Quinn character. They're out on his boat and, uh, <laughs> we get Joe in 30 years. 20. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, God, no. I, I fucking hate fish and fish. Oh, God, no. I, I, I'm a 100% Gus in this scene. All right. When the old guy gives Gus the bucket of chum and tells him to start chumming the waters. Chum. Gus, it's just, chum. And doesn't fucking Gus fling it at Sean? Yeah. Yeah. That's That, that actually is the catalyst to get them inside the boat. Yes. Just to use the little boys' room. But this is a really great scene because you get, you know, uh, Gus's TiVo is on the fritz and it's, you yep. know, the season finale of Leverage. You got the swabbing the decks. They get them onto the boat. Gus has the chum duty. He's the psychic taking them to the 
harem of seals. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that in the uh, I've heard of both ways. And then <laughs> what happens is once Gus dumps the chum on him, Kishan's scrambling for information, calls Henry's girlfriend, can't get anything out of him. And then he stumbles upon the Ocean's First, Dante Pavan stuff, all of the um, the regulatory agencies that had been after him. And he's like, yeah, bullseye, he's, bullseye, bullseye. He's got and, fucking um, tickets and sh- all the out the fucking ass. But like, it is a great scene because like he's like just panicking. He's like the tudes and the, the all the tudes, the longitudes, the latitudes. But it's such a great like stumble upon what happened. Yeah. And then, you know, they get to like it's not like the reveal, but Gus comes in, it's the big action break before the commercial, where he's like I know who the killer is. We're on his boat because he stumbles upon the shark tooth filetter. Yeah, the filetter. <laughs> and and real quick, right before we got to this, <laughs> right before you know we get to the part where Sean goes into the boat and finds you know sees all the clues and puts it all together. One of the best insults ever, and it's such an old man insult. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is such an old man insult. I don't even use it. No, right? Is that you know the the, the old fisherman there? I can't remember his name. Tanner, Tanner, I can't remember if he says it to Gus or Sean, but he goes, "Move faster, panty waist." Yeah, and I just, I always fucking. He calls Gus the retching panty waist. Yeah, one point two, which is, I mean, that is the quintessential old man insult. That, like I said, that's even like it's even beyond my years, and I I use a lot of old manisms, uh, but that that just fucking cracked me up. But you know, Sean, as you said, puts it all together. Not only does he find. A shark tooth filetter. He finds many of them. He right? finds two of them, and the middle one's missing. Is missing, right? Which is, I think, what you know he was, what Tanner was really ultimately looking for, mm-hmm. because the murder weapon is inside the shark, right? Yeah. He doesn't want that tied, you know, back to him. So the reveal, William, as we mentioned, it's the old fisherman Tanner, um, and the how, you know, he did it with the the filetter knife. Uh, with help from Chompy the shark, mm-hmm. I call the shark Chompy because Swaggins has a stuffed shark animal that you got from aquarium named Chompy. Um, and this this was my issue overall with the episode was the why, uh, which is a <laughs> very important part of of the plot. Um, but Pavin, I didn't hate it. Well, I just it's not that I hated. I get it. what I you're just saying. Thought it was a little thin. Mm-hmm. Right, a little thin. A little I smell weird. what you're stepping in. Right, so Paven was going after fishermen who are notorious for not following fishing laws, mm-hmm. and you know Tanner um, had received many violations for his fishing practices, and I guess that's enough motivation to kill someone. So, what well, we... if they come directly after you and come on your boat, right? But what we see, so what we didn't mention earlier. Um, is right after the cold open, right before we get the scene, you know, with the body, you know, uh, washing up on shore, is you see a guy, again, you can't really see the face of the person. You just see someone chum in the water on their boat, and then you see what looks like a shark fin, and then you see a struggle, and then it cuts to the dead body, right? So there's a lot in there that we know, but we also don't know. So, I mean, if I were to piece it together as a detective killed him on the ship with the knife. I was like, all right, time to get rid of the evidence. Let's drag him behind the back of the boat till a shark comes and eats him. Yeah, but, which is fine. Like, that, it's a good way to get rid of a yeah. body, I guess, right? You know, that's not where I, what I have the problem with. The problem is, like, you're really going to kill the guy because he's, you know, 
I don't know. It just. I mean, he could shut down his fishing practice, and if he has a boat that barely works, he's probably stringing along. Right. I don't. Like I said, no, I get what you're saying, though. It's it's a yeah. pretty like it's not a major to murder nitpick, somebody over violations. A, uh, yeah. You know. I thought it was a little thin. I like I said, I didn't say I hated it. Just think it was as as because a lot of times what we'll say is that love love the crime. Crime was fantastic. The reveal, you know, it's 35 minutes into the episode. We still have no idea who the killer is. Bang, bang, boom, 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 boom. Hey, like, I almost literally. got killed for scuffing somebody's puma once. So, right. I mean, that's not <laughs> so even like, a joke. Nine, hit, hitting, hitting, you know, the mark nine times out of ten is a phenomenal success rate. Oh, yeah. So, even though it, like, it feels thin to me, I, you know, I didn't I obviously knock it. You know, I didn't give no. it a bad grade. I just, like... If I were to pick one thing, like this wasn't the season's best, like motive for a crime. No, I will I will sign off on that. But I think everything else falls into place as a classic psych episode. Yes. And it's not like it was the you know football players thing where they had to actually reference it in this <laughs> fucking episode because it made no sense. And right. there was another one they were like, yeah, screw that case. So yeah. like. They Probably tried to retcon some of their things as even like, oh, we didn't even understand that, which I love. And yeah. this one, it's enough of a motive, but I can see where like, all right, you're going to fucking just like legitimately just murder this guy on your boat. Yeah, it's plausible, um, but thin. I think if we had seen like my hair struggle, <laughs> you got great hair, Billy. You know, if if we were given a little bit more in the beginning. Uh, seen more of a struggle, maybe had um, a bit of dial or something, right? Mm -hmm. Then you would have known. Well, uh, yeah, I, I well, it didn't necessarily have to be the voice of the killer. It could have been something from you know Dante uh, Pavan, right? Because um, we you never hear his voice. He's dead, right? So you no, wouldn't yeah. hear his voice again, right? So, but all things considered, um, enjoyed it just a smidge in there on the motive. But Billy. Take us to the Thundercats. Oh, uh, most memorable moments. I mean, there's a million in this one. Yeah. I think that's why this episode sticks out among a lot of them. Um, you know, the, uh, you know, now last year, you're riding the crazy train whole yeah. kind of thing here where, you know, they're just egging Lassie on to be a part of the team. And even like the after scene where they bring him the, uh, the newspaper. Oh yeah. And we didn't even get to the whole Chad Gorsuch thing, uh, oh, Gorsuch thing, who names him uh, Detective Dipstick, and, right. La and Lassie wants you know basically to create Harry Carey by him killing himself. Right. Um, and we even get that later in the um, the superhero episode with the Tap Man and Psych Man, right? Uh, where they mention Chad Gorsuch oh, in that episode right. too. So that's like, it's right. a great callback. It's a great yeah. name. Um, but you know, Sean egging on Lassie. Love um, it. This is just the you know. Spit out a crazy part of the no. This is just the uh, <laughs> spit out a crazy theory part of the crime. You know, yeah. people are probably saying you know this and that, and then you should probably call your sideburns. Like he, right. even when he's trying to help me, he still has to throw the dig in there, which I love. Right. Um, so this this is this is the line I was trying to think of earlier about Pimp Daddy Henry when he's hitting on Doctor Phoenix, uh, and, and and Gus goes, "Man, he has every play in your book. Has he been using your playbook this whole time?" Or have you been using his? Yeah, and it was book. it was just great. Mine. And then <laughs> the other thing I loved is that multiple times, 
multiple times in this episode, you have Lassie telling Jules to shut it. Yes. He's like, shut it. You know, and, and again, it's what's funny here is that like, because that's what Sean and Gus do to each other. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you're seeing Lassie. Oh, yeah. Trying they to morph the into Sean. And, <laughs> and, and, and Jules just is, Jules is just Jules, right? Mm-hmm. She's not morphing into anything, right? And she's like, if you tell me to shut it one more time, you know, and it was just, it was perfect. Her reaction, his delivery was fantastic. A little bit like the dry drowning one. I think they have the same dynamic in that one. Yeah. Because that's when she's just getting her feedback. He's, you know, he's yeah. making her get her coffee and uh hamburgers. You know. Yeah. Will you stop? What? Will you stop agreeing? No, disagreeing with me when I'm agreeing with you. Right, like, right, right. There's a lot of like, they know how to play with their dynamics and kind of balance them out. So it's still the same thing just kind of flipped on the person yeah so it's, it's really you know i mean we could stroke this show as basically what this podcast is yeah, but yeah, yeah they do a great job yeah um let's see here i mean we hit on a lot of these already uh Gus is like different noises when he oh it was, oh no that was i was thinking of uh i was thinking of the i love it i was last i was think tank um episode um sean bragging uh to the crowd about he and Gus have solved lots of cases um, and then again, as you mentioned, they've, they just sort of like rattled off a bunch of their, of the past episodes, uh, which is great. So we, we already hammered a lot of these. So mm-hmm. let's, let's get into our favorite characters here, which I think is just pretty obvious for both of us. I mean, there were a lot of good ones in this one. Like Lassie easily could have been up there. I thought about putting Henry to be honest. Henry was a great one as well, yeah. but this was a tour de force from Sean, probably six seven times a season you have like the quintessential type sean episode yeah this is one of them i mean he does it all well this is, this is the thanks i get for finding you a cat and somebody removed your baja men tattoo oh my as god he's, as he's talking to fucking um, buzz buzz and buzz not like letting them like letting them in the crime scene or something like that like i fucking love buzz first uh, buzz sighting <laughs> probably in a while too yeah uh, week after week, I sit idly by doing soul-sucking work while he bounces in, hops in from wild conclusion to another and ends up being right. Like, the soul, the way he says soul-sucking work. Mm-hmm. Detailed like police work. Absolutely fantastic. It'll never be a potential. Mark my words, it will be. <laughs> oh, let's see here. Oh, this is what you're saying. This is just a weird part of the spit out of crazy... Oh. Uh, Theory process. Say it. Everyone thinks you're crazy. You're incompetent. You should probably color your side. I mean, great rule of thirds of comedy there. Yeah. And like the last one is perfect. And he even kind of like looks like kind of like to his sideburns. So, so oh, and then is this when Lassie says to, he's like, uh, he says to Joel, listen, little miss, I obviously have daddy issues. Yes. Right. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, actually, I fed like a uh, tarpon off of Estramorado. I don't know about that. Like, <laughs> some weird little thing she spit out there. Uh, Gus and I need a subject for our uh, icky thumpology. Remind me to put on my list of funny words like avuncular and mangrove. Yeah, because it's ick theology. And the way he says mangrove, it's mangrove. just, I mean, I, I, I'm displaying, for those watching, uh, I'm wearing my, my pineapple shirt. I got, I got a nice little mangrove mm-hmm. uh, of Sternbush oh, going Sternbush, on here. Um, side note, uh, when I was, the, the day we spent in Chatham, a lot of pineapple shirts, Billy. Mm. I was very Swingers, jealous, baby. I saw some sweet ass pineapple shirts. There was one. So the- that is one hundred percent a swinger because if you go to a vacation place and couples are wearing pineapples, that means their doors are open. 
Yeah, I fucking love it. And so like, but this one, this one shirt this dude was wearing, it was the um, the the Martha's Vineyard like the salmon color, Ooh. and it was sort of like this. Uh, and then the pineapples were just um, outlined in like uh, like a navy blue. Oh, I have oh. a nice, I have a nice pineapple bathing suit. I'm gonna break out for Vegas. Oh, love it, absolutely love it. And then I saw another one. Um, I think it was just white with like tiny little pineapples all over. Mm. But like, I noticed it, man. They're swinging. They're swinging in Chatham. Oh, yeah. um, you know, um, so uh, uh, creamsicle. Let's, let's, wait, wait, wait. Lastly, I've never been more in love with you in my life. Okay. You are literally insane right now. That's right. And then oh, the, uh, and I would have added, and does so with foppish aplomb. That's right. You know what foppish I, means? Uh, foppish, uh, like uh, a foppish dandy, a uh, foppish dandy. So yeah, like well dressed. I'm like, yeah, well dressed, fancy. Yeah. You know, uh, I love that term, foppish. Yeah, you know, I've I, used I, foppish a plum often, actually. I, I, I will, I will oftentimes call people a foppish dandy, because it is fun to say. Um, but let's 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 wrap this fucker home, yeah. buddy. Creamsicle. Speaking of pineapples, there were no pineapples for at least my eyes. Um, yeah. Descriptions of Lassie, Detective Dipstick, Officer Whoopsie, which I fucking love. Um, yeah. And then the rule of thirds again of comedy here. Chassis, Charlton, and my favorite, Spencer. Yeah, like their it. couple's names. Yeah. Like the, it, cause, cause this at the time where you've got the J-Lo's, I mean, the Benefers and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Brangelina and all that shit. So Spencer and Chassis and uh, Charlton. Uh, Classic, classic stuff. And then oh. the Gus nicknames, Guts, Guts. We all call guts. you. Like, that is, like, guts. one of the funniest gags. Guts. Old Ironsides, uh, uh, Old Iron Stomach, uh, Michael Ironsides. Just great stuff. Yeah. Uh, I've heard it both ways. Uh, a pod of seals has been settled in the area. Um, I believe it's a harem goes, of I believe seals. it's a harem. And then fucking Tanner goes, yeah, I've heard it both ways. Yeah, which was great. A great way to drop that. Absolutely fantastic. Um, and then, and then the not just <laughs> don't be a, but the I'd rather dip my jewels in honey and go on a bear hunt. And yeah. there's, I think we've missed a few. Like there's the uh, I'd rather spend a day at the mall at the a day at the mall with McNabb. Yeah, that's yeah, one of we, my favorites. Yeah, this definitely has to be a permanent fixture because there's a bunch of these. I would rather adopt a child. Right, where we've put in the quotes, but it's happened mm-hmm. enough now where it needs. To it's be- a thing. It's own thing. It's usually Lassie. This is the first time Sean's broken it up. Yeah, um, <laughs> which was, was such great delivery uh, by Sean. We get a little wordplay instead of a shark you know, tooth a, filetter, a, a fillet knife. You know, he calls it a filetter. Oh. Um, and then uh, you know, Henry, father of the year moment. We we get Coy Henry here, which oh my god, I absolutely fucking love because like, a double like extra ending too, because we get the scene with the SPF and the. Uh... In the uh, psych office at the right. end, where with a uh, you know Dr. Kim, yeah, and um, but so this is like Sean goes to Henry, sort of gives him his blessing, and Henry admits he goes, yeah, you know, I, I do like her, you know, I'm I'm into her, but she knows where all the Marlin are, and I go, oh, that is, that is fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. He's just you know like, yeah, he's he's, he's, he's trying to have super, his cake and eat it too, and it's brilliant. Does, does the super later alligator, and Sean's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of obscure references uh, a few of them here Hasbro the Marlon Wayans wow, white chicks unbelievable um, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer and Fisher Stevens which is like when you break it down one of the most ridiculous things like Michelle Pfeiffer at the time in the 80s 
one of the hottest women of all time. And Fisher Stevens, I believe, is the dude who played Bob in Batman. Are you serious? Huh. Like he's just like a, yeah, 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 or at least he looks exactly like that guy. Right, like, right. Fisher right, Stevens right, right. is like a receding hairline, but like wart long, like ugly ass dude. Yeah, and yeah, he oh, cheated yeah, on yeah, Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. Uh, leverage yeah. the fucking my, you know, that's the next of leverage and Gus Estivo is on the fritz. Leverage will be one of the next podcasts that we do. Leverage, uh, and they they also mentioned in this show, not in this episode, but the um, crossing Jordan. So they are not right. opposed to bringing up USA and all those kind of shows. Right. Now, side note, uh, I either fever dreamed this or you told me they're, they're bringing back sirens. No, no. I, I thought I, would. I, I somewhere I might, must have been a dream, Billy. I was dreaming about you on vacation because I don't, swear there don't, was. A... Don't you tease me. <laughs> I thought you said something about sirens. Uh, in a group uh, in a group message but um and then the last the last reference we got here was leon from like a prayer video or anything for that matter oh my like, god just just like you could picture that madonna video um and just so some great references here so billy what did you give this episode overall i'm going to give it a five point you know a seven point yeah i'm gonna one up it slightly six a 7.65. <laughs> yeah, I, I 7.6, which is like just two ticks above where I had Think Tank. Uh, just because I, I it's I think such a great episode. It the the Sean and Lassie dynamic is mm-hmm. just so perfect. And that again, that play of taking the characters and just kind of playing around with them a little bit, switching roles a little bit, changing the dynamic a bit. Um, Lassie was on point. Henry was on point. Sean was obviously on point. Um, so even though, like I said, the, the overall motive was a bit thin, everything else was so good uh, that it upset just a tick. Now, if you, you know, Sean gunned to my head, you know, James gunned to my dick, you know, you tell me which one do I like more, Think Tank or this, even though I, I think I gave Think Tank a 7.4, I still might go back and rewatch that one more just because for whatever reason, it's just, uh, it, it always sticks with me. Here it is. That's the more fun episode. This yes. I think is a better overall episode. hundred percent. hundred percent. I will agree. I, I will. I will agree with that. hundred percent. So come on, son. Come on, son. Come on. Uh, son. Get out of here. Come on, son. Um, <laughs> that's my. That's my brand player. That's my. <laughs> you swept my ultra brand. Was on dance floor. <laughs> and this is like the the previous episode. Think take was when we got our first. Come on, son. Don't you dare come do on, a love on me. Um, <laughs> but next week. Is this or the first one probably the casual psych fans' favorite episode, Mr. Yin Presents? Well, so if I'm ranking the trilogy, I go 2-1-3. I love this one. This this is definitely, I think, hands down because this is this this finale more so than the first one sets up like a major arc of the second season it does. Uh, you know, of the next season. Right. And I think there's way more stakes in this one. Like there we are. had, you know, we had Sean's uh, mom, uh, but this one's, this was with Jules. Basically and- he goes after every woman in his life. The only thing I will say about this episode is some of it is preposterous that they, that the one man can, well, one well, man yes. You have off. to suspend a bit of disbelief. But even still, 
fantastic episode. We get a good dose of Mary. We get a good dose. And here's a little quick nugget that I will drop. So they got every member of the Breakfast Club but Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Right? You know who Gus's surrogate father is? Gus's surrogate father is? Do you know? Uh, no, I'm drawing a blank. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen basically adopted him when he got to Hollywood because of the West Wing. And they're like oh, the best of friends. Right. Yeah, I forgot. Like not were... just because of like the I show. I like, forget he was on they that They hang show. out with family together. Like, and the fact that like they get everybody else from that movie. Yeah. And not the son of the guy who well, was basically. too busy fucking snorting fucking tiger blood. I know. Maybe they didn't want him on the show. But either way, <laughs> I thought that was like an interesting little tidbit. But oh, we get another yeah. member of the Breakfast Club. We get our guy, uh, Mary Lightly. Uh, unbelievable character in the show. And this to me is, you know, I always say kill your characters and obviously not spoiler alert. Cause if you're watching this, you've seen psych. Yeah. Um, Mary dies in this episode. Yeah. Like they kill like a beloved character. Yeah. You know what they do. They find a way to bring them back. Yeah. In almost all of the brilliantly, brilliantly bring him back in, in, in future episodes, but the stakes are so much higher than this, but I loved, I think, you know, they, they really did, great horror elements with the suspense, oh absolutely the music everything about like, Classic I love, like the third yang one is my is my least favorite. it's still really good but mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely my least favorite um so yeah two one three for me so we'll do that next week and then i've already uh spoken uh to the, the rockin moroccan uh jake he is uh, currently uh in the midst of rewatching. So mm-hmm. he'll be ready to go. I'll send him the document, uh, you know, the week prior so that we can be all ready. And hopefully, I mean, last time around, you know, like each each season that's gone on, he's sort of, you know, he's he's gotten more in line. Season two <laughs> threw us for the biggest loop. Was it season? No, I thought it was season one. I think season he, he two is the one with um, Lindsay Lycan. I could be wrong, though. Oh, yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. hundred percent. Yep, 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 yep. That one was like, pff, I was fucking flabbergasted. But he made we digress. Points, though. We need him. We yeah. Well, you know, he balances us out. You know, he mm-hmm. balances us out. Uh, so, Billy, where can the people find us? Uh, anywhere they would like on you know podcasting platforms. But if you want the hub, the epicenter, go to Facebook. You can find the Dork Shared Universe there, which contains us. Uh, I've heard it both ways. Uh, aka Pineapple Boys, then PCP, my other podcast, TLDR, your other podcasts, um, the heavy hitters of this universe that are the namesake, Dork and Mac and Goo, and then the podcast where they talk hockey equipment, Change My Mind. Uh, and I think that is all for the podcast, and then the streamers are yourself, Backcracker, Shime Time, and then DD and Keith will twitch on YouTube, so they like stream on YouTube. Yeah, except none of us fucking stream anymore. I know, <laughs> right? <been> wild. <laughs> but anyways, Billy, mm-hmm. until next week, my friend. Wait for it. Brings us high. <laughs>